0: Behind this door is the Video Zone, a place between our world and the video dimension. Waiting to challenge you for control of the Video Zone is one of the Game Wizards. Is it Murloc, Scorshaw, or Mongo? These two teams will compete for the right to enter the Video Zone and face that Game Wizard's challenge. Who will it be? Find out today on... Hey there, folks, and welcome to a very special bonus edition of Eddie and... HeroCast. my name is caleb baldwin you can follow me on twitter at i am caleb b i am of course joined by my good friend co-host and producer eddie cornellison who you can follow on twitter at eddyc85 folks the date is october 17 707 p.m central time i am in the midst of watching game two of the nlcs it is the top of the second feel free to go back you know a few hours from now, you know, when you're listening to this a few hours from now or next tomorrow morning, be like, what was the score at that time? Then you can find out for yourself. Either way, Eddie, how are you tonight, sir?
1: Oh, I'm pretty good. You know, I didn't have to um, watch my team today, so it was, uh, it was all right. It's always yeah. nice to just take a Sunday off and be able to watch everybody else.
0: Yeah, you get to, uh, you guys playing the Bills tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I'm not very confident with that one.
0: Yeah, come on. Sorry, uh, I'm offering commentary on the game on accident there. I didn't mean to say that. But, uh, yeah, no, Monday Night Game, Bills, are you in New York or are you in Nashville?
1: Um, oh, gosh, I'm pretty sure it's a home game. Let me check. Okay. It is a... It is a loading slowly home game. (laughs) Yeah, I was correct.
0: All right. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Man, you're, you're doing good tonight, though? Yeah. That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. I have had a real doozy of a day. Real doozy. But, folks, today, never mind all that, because today we are here to review... This was Eddie's Selection. Watched this on Pluto TV, I do believe. Tubi. Tubi, pardon me.
1: Yeah.
0: Watched it on Tubi. This was Arcade. This came out on March 30th, 1994. And we're going to dig up the time capsule. Uh, Much like anything before, you know, like 2000, my answer is pretty simple, Um, I was in the womb. At the time, my mom would have been about three months pregnant.
1: Oh, that's fun. I was almost getting ready to celebrate my ninth birthday. So I uh, don't know what I did, but uh, or I don't remember what I did. But uh, yeah, that would have been that time.
0: You didn't go to like uh, Showtime Pizza or whatever it was called?
1: I might have done like uh, Discovery Zone. Did you have those out in where you I've live? I've
0: heard. See, I have heard of Discovery Zone.
1: Well, DZ Discovery Zone is a place where kids can be a kid. Oh my god! That's how the theme song goes. DZ hmm. Discovery Zone, where a kid can something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I probably did that. You got that some was... like
0: you got some congestion going on there, bud. Yes
1: allergies
0: i am sorry to hear that man you gotta take yourself some nyquil tonight buddy
1: i'll fix it Mm, i'm proud of you
0: i'm proud of you buddy you know fix that problem hey what do you think of the sign by ace of bass the sign yes the song the sign by ace of
1: was that the number one song at the time
0: it was yes oh
1: wow well, I saw the sign, and it uh, it opened up my eyes. I also saw the sign. Uh, man, Ace of Base, they
0: were definitely a product of their time, but, like, the sign's really good. It's really good. Yeah, I like it. Like, you know, they're decidedly 90s, but so is Fastball, and Fastball has some damn good songs out there.
1: Yeah, look, nothing wrong with 90s, especially the um, the the theme song to Arcade which I put in at the start of the episode, but if you'd like to hear more, you could find it on YouTube. It's just search uh, Fear and then Matt Wegner, W E G N E R. Mm.
0: I will look that up for sure cuz I'm curious to uh, hear it again. Um, it was, it was pretty, pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're champions in wrestling at the time. So in the WWF, this was shortly after WrestleMania 10. So of course your WWF champion was the excellence of Ex- execution. Brett, the Hitman Hart. You remember that, uh, Brett and Yoko match at mania.
1: Oh, who the, who one could Bret... the, the, the one Hulk that forget. The one that won.
0: No, no, no. I'm talking about the one the year after that Brett won.
1: Oh, well yeah, that would have been that year. Uh yeah, because he lost to uh Owen in the opener and one of the um less appreciated WrestleMania matches of all time. Yeah. Um It's probably
0: going to be a little less appreciated now than before, ever before. But um Why? <laughs> That be because the Owen Hart Foundation is doing work with a competitor.
1: Oh, right. Yep. That's probably the case. Owen will not exist anymore.
0: <laughs> he's getting Ben Wad. Um, oh, my gosh. Hey, the WCW champion at the time. Surprise, surprise, it's Ric Flair.
1: Hey, you know, go with what works, you know. He's, oh. on, he's on his way to 16 during this time.
0: Yep, yeah. and Hulk Hogan has not quite made it over. So, of course... The ECW world champion, and this was the inaugural Extreme Championship Wrestling ECW champion. He threw down the 10 pounds of gold, declared himself the new champion, Shane Douglas.
1: Yeah, Shane was, um... I feel like that's a guy that could have made it further, but he had a bit of an attitude problem. But more importantly, um... Got hurt a lot, and yep. um, he could cut promos. He looked—it's funny—he looked like Triple H before Triple H looked like Triple H. Uh,
0: Shane Douglas, yeah, Shane Douglas had a hell of a look. Um, his bad attitude didn't help him.
1: Yeah, and he injuries was, didn't help. Yeah, he was really banged up a lot of the times, and as yeah. a result, the matches weren't great.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would agree, but yeah, good, uh, good, good hand for sure. Damn. Yeah, good hand for sure. Sorry if I if I silently swear to myself at any point in time, I'm probably reacting to what's in front of me right now.
1: The uh, I'm not watching the game at the moment. I'm I'm in the other room. That's fine. Austin Riley just struck
0: out in the top of the second, uh, or bottom but, of the second, rather.
1: At least there's no racist hand gestures.
0: Yeah, I know, dude. That that made my blood boil.
1: <laughs> oh. Around the horn's Plash- always better when Bill is eliminated first.
0: Dude, Bill Plasky is such a dipshit.
1: It's um I don't get it.
0: The no. righteous nation over a hand gesture that like again, these guys have a blessing like from a native tribe. And like even that aside, okay, let's say hey, you shouldn't do that 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 hand gesture. What's worse, a hand gesture or getting stabbed?
1: Well, Getting stabbed by someone who does a hand gesture would be the worst.
0: Ooh, yeah, that would be. Imagine someone's, like, sinking a blade into you, and with the
1: other hand, they are doing the tomahawk chop. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. Look, I, you know, no. Flash
0: bad that that um, he was getting shown up because he tried to say, like, basically tried to imply the uh, Braves' home crowd is low energy, which that's not true at all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, his first tweet was, like, purely bitterness mm-hmm. um, of, like, oh, these – it came off as very L.A. elite of, like, oh, yeah. these these elite. stupid southern hicks, these pores, and their Waffle yeah. House. <laughs> uh, By the way,
0: don't hit on Waffle House. Like, that is, like – of the breakfast chains, that is, like,
1: aces, dude. But also, uh, Truist Park is in a uh, – really affluent area of Atlanta. It is. Yeah. It's, it is. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know what he's talking about, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not native American, but it's like, mm. if I, I, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that I would be offended by that. Oh um, my God. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's supposed to be something cool and intimidating. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I, I get like chief Wahoo being offensive. Cause that's like a caricature. <laughs>
0: That is, like, full-blown, like, almost a minstrel show
1: character, character. Yeah, like, I get stuff like that. Even the name yeah. Redskins I get. But, like, yeah. the tomahawk supposed to be intimidating, and it's supposed to be something you fear, which it's like, that's what you look for in a mascot. That's why there's there's no team called, like, the Rabbits or the <laughs> Kitty Cats. Like, that would suck. But, yeah. you know, I don't know, whatever. It's... It's such a stupid debate, these mascots, because, like, the thing I've always said, you know what happens when you get offended, Caleb? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happens. So, just move on with your day. Nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Unless you allow it to bother you, then that sounds like a you problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I would agree, sir. But... Did you write down the uh, the financials for this movie here?
1: I looked, but I could not find any. Uh, So we gotta go. Well, I'll just assume it made hundred million.
0: That's a great assumption. Why stop at a hundred? Why not a billion?
1: Let's not get carried away. Yeah, come on now. (laughs) I wrote down the Rotten Tomatoes score. If you want those, I am curious what those were. All right. Well, the fans gave it thirty percent. And the critics, 100%. Bullshit. Well, no. Well, there was only one review from critics, so that was the problem. Uh, Okay. And it was positive, so therefore, 100%. 100%, Yes. So I was not.
0: uh... Sorry, I'm not reacting to arcade getting a 100.
1: (laughs) Well, it deserves a 100. Sure. Uh, So I'm, but I'm assuming you have no history with the movie. I didn't know this existed until you put it on the list, dude. Hell yes. So, my history with the movie is I saw the tail end of it at my neighbor's house and I thought it looked cool and not scary enough that I would because, you know, like I said growing up, you know, when I'm about I don't know, this probably came out to VHS maybe when I was maybe like the fall of that year. So, it's probably like nine and a half or something, maybe ten. So I I would have felt fine watching a horror movie, but the problem is, like, how scary is it? Because, mm. you know, I had it in my mind that, oh, I'm going to get nightmares if I watch these horror <laughs> movies, which is not the case. But that was what I believed. And this one I felt like I could handle, but... I just wasn't allowed to rent it, and I remember seeing it at Blockbuster. And the problem is, one of those screamers was on the cover. It's like, oh, I don't know, it's a mean-looking skeleton, and <laughs> just, just couldn't couldn't get it done. So I've had to go, you know, gosh, over over 20 years and not know what happened all in arcade. So now I know, and thank God I know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's uh, this is a must-watch, folks. Before you oh, for die, sure. like, it. it's this, it's Citizen Kane. Must watches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you at least have history with arcades?
0: Uh, the concept, yeah. When I was a kid, we, uh, like, when I was around, like, seven or eight, you know, we would go to the movies, and this was when the mall, like, still had things in it, in this particular town. And, you know, we would get our tickets for the movie, and then it'd be like, oh, well, the movie doesn't start for 30 minutes. So we'd go to the arcade, you know, play games and stuff, that sort of thing, you know, like Mortal Kombat or what have you.
1: Oh, I love it. I love those. So, yeah, I did have one at the theater. I'll tell you what real quick. These Dave & Buster's arcades, I just can't get into them. Like, the games are so extravagant. And it's like they do the whole card system now, so it seems like oh, just you know seven credits. Who cares? But it probably averages to like a dollar seventy-five a play, which is uh, kind of expensive based by arcade yeah. standards. And I don't know. It's all about winning tickets and tr- like oh, you need you want a PlayStation Five? That'll be eight billion tickets. Oh, you got a perfect score in skee ball. Here's you know 70 so it's like it's gonna take you forever to get anything good and i don't know give me a barcade all day i love those i was at one a few weeks ago didn't get to play any games because on a date and the date wasn't going well so i'm just like can i just play some street fighter 2 right now and like (laughs) but man some happy moments at arcades the one at the mall near me was called aladdin's castle great arcade name Uh, um there was one at the movie theater near me um yeah, just all these great games. Hydro Thunder, uh, Crazy, Taxi, or, uh, Crazy, yeah, Crazy Taxi, that was it. Of course, yeah. I remember Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter 2. Well, Mortal Kombat 2 dropped. Whew. Buddy, that was... They had... they was front and center at Aladdin's Castle. Big crowd of people around it. So much so that the guy put a TV on top of the council so people in the back could see the people playing. It was incredible. And... It's just like, man, kids today are never going to know feelings like that. And they probably think, well, that sounds lame. No, it was not lame. You know what's lame? Uh, playing Jurassic Park in some big life thing where you sit in it and just shoot dinosaurs and have infinite ammo. That's lame, yeah. David Buster's.
0: Playing playing Fortnite on your PlayStation 4
1: online, that's lame. David Buster's is actually where... Uh... I was at that weekend right before the COVID shutdown because uh, I got a, a shot glass from there. And I'm like, because I won the tickets. I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do with this? Like, I don't know. And then like the COVID thing happened, and I remember putting it in my shot glass display. I'm like, you know what? I'll keep this. This was the last weekend of the old world. <laughs> this is like the the before times. This is my this is my souvenir of the before times. So.
0: <laughs> Yes,
1: pre-COVID. Yeah, Damon Busters is all right. It's just I like the barcades better. I mean, that's what I grew up with. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I get you, dude. I get you. Um, You want to go into the cast? Let's go into the cast.
1: We got a future star alert. I love these. (laughs) I love these when we can find, like, guys. And the funny thing is, is normally it's like it's a... What's a good example? Um, uh, I can't I remember his name? Dark Man. Um, uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Yeah, jeez. Uh, but yeah, like Liam Neeson and Dark Man. Not quite as well known yet, but I love that. This, this actor, didn't even have that big of a role in the movie. Uh, Seth Green. Yeah, Seth Green as Stilts. I don't remember them calling him Stilts, but okay. That is a stupid-ass name or uh what crow 2 had a few uh um they did call him stilts though i do remember that okay yeah thomas jane was in crow 2 yeah no he was in crow okay crow yeah so yeah i love these these things when these type of things happen these lower budget movies and they have but yeah seth green pretty big i mean not a huge name actor he he does a lot more um i don't know Behind, not behind the scenes stuff, but like producers. Um, he had a big role in Entourage. Yeah. That was a hilarious role where he would just tease. Uh, what's his face that he kept banging his girlfriend Sloane. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, I can't. I don't remember. I can remember his name. The Irish one. I don't know. Whatever. I'm bad <laughs> with names tonight. Anyway, yeah. So Seth Green. Not much to say because he didn't do it, much. It, it, yeah, E. You talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, Kind of sort of star. But yeah, uh, didn't do much, but it's worth mentioning that he was in the movie. There's really only, uh, I don't know, two characters we're talking about.
0: Uh, yeah, Alex and um, I guess Nick.
1: Yeah, Nick. We had uh, Peter Billingsley as Nick.
0: Yeah, this was post-Christmas uh, Story. Mm-hmm. Which, which, by the way, a Christmas story, maybe it's a good Christmas movie, but it is way overexposed. It doesn't need to play on TBS or TNT, whatever station. It does not need to play on that station for 24 hours. That's insane.
1: By the way, how about this? <laughs> Peter Billingsley is in the movie we're reviewing tomorrow, Iron Man. Can't play in this stuff. We, Why did... We've done it again.
0: <laughs> we, yes, we have done it again. Why do I not remember him in that movie, though?
1: He played William Ginter Riva. Who is that?
0: Was he like one of the soldiers that got blown up, or?
1: William Ginter Riva, and he's credited as an executive producer.
0: Well, that makes sense because I know like him and uh, Vince Vaughn are good buddies, and of course Vince Vaughn is good buddies with John Favreau, who directed.
1: All right, I'm looking up William Ginter Riva on the Marvel. That's him.
0: I was going to say, that's his character in Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh,
1: um, okay, he's the um, he's the scientist. Uh, have you already watched Iron Man? Yes. Okay, he's the scientist who's like, the technology's just not there. And then Obadiah's like, Tony Stark built this in a cave! So, that was <laughs> him. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, Again, I love that because Jeff Bridges showed more emotion in that one scene than he did in all of The Big Lebowski.
1: Oh, I can't wait to review Iron Man. so tired of the 07s. Yep. But we're now in the uh, 94s. But yeah, Iron, yeah. I, I, that's quite a uh, coincidence.
0: Look, I'm not... Okay, as far as this cast goes, nobody stood out in a good way and in fact, Megan Ward was awful.
1: Nah, she wasn't one great. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess Peter Billingsley was was not bad for what he needed to be. Um. Yeah. And it's like if I'd have watched this movie, I probably would have picked him as the future breakout star, which I guess he kind of. I mean, he's in two more movies. Really. That's pretty big. <laughs> uh. I guess Seth Green was probably the biggest name out of here. Yes. Um, and then there's a lot of what did you call them? The unlisted's. <laughs>
0: Uh, non-linkers. Yeah.
1: Yes, non-linkers. A lot of non-linkers. But to be fair, I don't even remember these characters in the movie, except uh, kid at the arcade parlor was the bully, which I wrote yeah. a few quotes from him because they were very 90s. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: barf breath! I bet he said that. Yeah, but yeah, you're <laughs> right.
1: Uh, Alex Manning, not uh, not great. I mean, no. Uh, yeah. Let's see who was it? Um, her? Is her dad a non-linker? I can't. Mm. I don't even see him. Oh yeah, he. Her dad's a non-linker. Wait. Whoa. Yeah, dad's a non-linker. Todd Starks, yeah. no relation to Tony. And no rel,
0: <laughs> no relation to that character from that <laughs> other movie.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it's a shame because, you know, Alex could have, uh, could have had, um, some fun with this character. Yeah. I mean, maybe. a lot to work with, at least.
0: Bro, she was, she was 25 years old when this came out, playing a high schooler. It's not too absurd, but it's like, it's a stretch, you know?
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe it's just me. High schoolers do look older in my day, but I don't know. Her Wikipedia photo is uh, not too bad at all, I will say. I was looking at her IMDb right now. She's done a lot of TV, so, you know. Yeah. It's not like she went on to do nothing. Good like, um. Hey! She was... was in Encino, man. Hey, there you go. Who was the, um,. Oh, it was a couple weeks ago, we did, uh, the oh, yeah, uh, Zoom, the lead character in Zoom, that guy. Kate
0: Mara? Or the...
1: Not Zoom, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, no, it was Zoom. The guy, the lead character never went on to do anything.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right.
1: And I think Underdog never went on to do anything.
0: Underdog, yeah, the lead kid was actually a non... That's where I coined, well, stole and uh, used it on here, the term non-linker.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, a couple weeks in a row with some non-linkers.
0: Yep. Although, Underdog hasn't actually dropped yet, but either way.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, this will be a time travel episode.
0: Hey, that's fine, dude. That's fine, man.
1: All right. Well, let's get into the plot.
0: Let's do it, pal. Let's get this over with.
1: So Alex is talking to a therapist. I think at first I thought it was a yeah. guidance counselor because she referenced her grade slipping, but I, I assumed it was a guidance counselor. But it seems like more of a therapist. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. But her mom died over about a year ago, and apparently her dad's not taking it well. Yeah, and, and Alex
0: I, also kind of blames herself a little.
1: I did write I. Do love how unsympathetic schools used to be to kids with depression, and I use the words "used to" with air quotes. But it's like, yeah. your mom died a year ago, your grades are slipping. You're gonna you're gonna cry about it forever. You're gonna get those grades up, like yeah, come on now, choke up on the back, get it over with. I'd like to think schools wouldn't do that today, but eh. I well, I'll put it this way. I feel like more schools would have done it in the 90s than they will now. I still yes. think there'd be schools to do it now.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. I
1: I'm, I'm, I'm try to have hope for the future, but you know that never works out. Nope. So Alex meets with her friends and the arcade in town. Or going Dante to the... Yeah, I wrote. What a sweet Which, ass name for an arcade. <laughs> here's the
0: thing. That's you know obviously that's intentional because it's like oh they're gonna play this new game arcade that like you know
1: essentially kills you. Yeah, the arcade, the game in the arcade is called Arcade, so this yeah. is a real who's on first situation.
0: <laughs> I pick up the ball, I throw it to Naturally.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, well, so they go to Dante's Inferno, they meet up with some bully, and this was the great 90s lines. First off, it looked a lot like the uh, Foot Clan's headquarters from uh, oh my Ninja Turtles. Reg-
0: regular or menthol, Eddie? Yeah.
1: Um and anyway, this bully calls the place lame and says it sucks. He's like, they have yeah. Space Invaders. That game's for retards. I was like, ah, oh, nineties.
0: <laughs> yep, it's like, yep. This is a this is a early nineties movie for sure.
1: Yeah. Also, hey, Space Invaders is timeless. That's in all the arcades. So. Yeah, it's about like Pong,
0: man. Yeah.
1: Well, they mention a new game called Arcade and the bully thinks it sucks, but then the arcade machine hears him, and he's like, come say that to my face, and then we don't see the bully anymore.
0: (laughs) I really wish the arcade would have been like, bitch.
1: (laughs) Well, we don't see the bully anymore, so I guess the machine punked him out.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: So, uh, all the kids go into this room. I love the way they talk, like, virtual reality. It's it's the future, man. It's going to (laughs) be... The wave of the future. It's still, like, it's nearly here
0: like you know that yet you, you know you you have your your p s four add-ons and everything but like it's not like all over all over you know what I'm saying
1: yeah I mean I've played uh on the oculus it's fun but like yeah. it's to me it's only fun if you have friends over like I would never yes, play need friends over. oh god I'm trying to remember the name of that game red heat maybe. Um, it's like a shooting game. I'm going to look it up, but it's, it's really fun, but it's like, I can't imagine playing this game, uh, just, you know, by myself, um, red heat, super hot. Okay. Well, red heat, super hot, same idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, super hot is a VR game for the Oculus. It's really fun. I love it. But it's like, by myself, I just feel like I'd get bored with it pretty quick. Because the fun is, you know, hanging out. But anyway, um, so all the kids go into the room. They test out the new game. The game designer, he's like, it's virtual reality, but it's unlike any game you've ever played. So the first kid, Nick, he plays. And you meet Arcade. He's like this big metal... It's like if the Darth Vader helmet was made with car parts, is what I wrote. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look like an engine, but you made yeah, the Darth Vader something. helmet. I don't know.
0: It, uh, yeah, it's 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 a sight to see, man.
1: Yeah, this has got the. This is one of the reasons I loved this is because you got the bad '90s CGI. Um, yeah, like the lawnmower man or virtuosity good stuff but i mean at the time it was (laughs) great looking cutting edge dude yeah like vr yeah exactly So, uh it's like
0: dipping dots man it's like (laughs) the ice cream of the future future, yeah Mm -hmm. and uh yeah vr it's the wave of the future as well
1: it is it's true So he tells Nick if he spends too much time on one level, he sends out the Screamers, and there's no escape from them. And also there's an escape button if the game gets too intense. So the first mission is... this was weird. It's like you skateboard through a corridor with spikes on the wall, and he doesn't make it and dies. So... Okay. Next kid, Greg plays and as this this game designer he takes the other kids into the room. He's like, hey, I got a home console version, so come here, come here. So they all go with them. Meanwhile, Greg dies in the game, but when Alex goes to check on him, he's not in the chair for the game.
0: Well, you know, you know, when you die in the game, sometimes you die for real.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what happened. Yep, for sure. Uh, It's, uh,
0: and It raised the question to me. It's like, oh, is this guy that's hawking the game, like, is he in on this? What's going on?
1: Well, I don't know. He's a a shady guy, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. So the rest of the kids leave, but Alex is the only one worried about where Greg is. Alex goes home. Her dad's just kind of passed out on the couch. (laughs) And uh, Alex decides to fire up the game, and Arcade knows her name and she's like your name is alex and it's like your greg your uh, your boyfriend greg his soul is trapped in here and arcade tells her to pick a corridor he's like but it doesn't matter you'll always fail and then she sees something that scares her hits the eject button alex calls greg's house and he didn't come home yet she tries um she calls nick and says she's coming over and then our um She's, like, trying to change the channel. She's like, you can't turn me off. And she's like, where's Greg? And Arcade says, he's right here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she tries to unplug the game. Plug is stuck in the wall. So she has to plug really hard. But then she finally manages to shut the shut the guy off. Yeah. So she goes to Nick's, And he's, like, deep into the game, just mesmerized, looking at some weird-looking cube. And she finally gets him to shut it off, and Alex tells Nick that she thinks the game is alive, that the game knows her name, and that Greg was missing. She does at least preface this by saying, I know you'll think I'm crazy, which... Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we learned last week that uh, the characters don't do. Yeah. So, Nick, of course, thinks she's crazy. Yeah. They call all their friends, all the lines are busy, she leaves, and the next day... Alex uh, shows Nick a list of everyone who was at the arcade that got the arcade home version. And it's like, okay, well, let's go check, make sure everybody's okay. So they go to the first house. There's Lori. And she's like in a trance looking at a static TV. Arcade pops up and shows Greg and tells Alex if she won't play the game by his rules, then he'll play in her world. And then the TV goes crazy, and Lori looks like she died or passed out or something. And then she vanishes. So at least Nick, I will say, had a great idea because Alex wanted to, like, get help. And Nick's like, look, it looks like we broke in. This The TV went crazy and made a bunch of wind everywhere and broken glass and furniture and now Lori's missing. It's going to make us look really guilty. So, yeah. credit to Nick. He's, yeah, he's, good
0: thinking on his end. Man. Yeah,
1: he's like, let's just get out of here because no one's going to believe us anyway. So Yeah. So, they go to the game developer. And they visit the guy from the arcade. He tells him that, uh, takes him to the game programmer. And in order to not seem crazy, again, credit to Nick, he's like, yeah, we, we really just want some tricks to beat the game which took me back to having to wait for, like, Nintendo Power to come out to be like, oh, I can't get past this level. I need a Nintendo Power to give me the, <laughs> the tips. I never did call oh. one of the helplines, because Nintendo used to have, like, the helplines. That was uh, that was wild. There's, like, documentaries of, like, ex-employees of Nintendo helplines, and they tell you what it was like. I'm like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> They're on YouTube. Um, so he... Uh, He explains that the game is beaten by finding keys to exit the level, and you go to the next level. The problem is nobody can beat it, and the further into the game you get, the shorter the time you have to beat the level before the screamers come. And then the programmer also says that in order to make the game more realistic, we use brain cells from a kid we learn was badly beaten to death by his mother. Jesus Christ, dude. That's what you want in a game.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like a Demon Souls game.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I look for in a game. Yeah, for sure, man. So uh, they wanted the villain to be more realistic, so that's why. The programmer <laughs> also thinks arcade might be changing the rules to the game so that nobody can win. So Nick comes up with the idea to attack the virus at the point of origin, which is Dante's Inferno arcade. And they break in, and Nick plays the game. All right. Are we ready? we got a kill screen coming up. Oof. Kill screen? Kill screen coming up? Everybody? What? Have you never seen uh, King of Kong? Sorry, dude, no. Oh, it's so good. It's a documentary on YouTube. It's about these two dudes who compete to have the highest score in uh, the King Kong game. (laughs)
0: I'm familiar with the uh,
1: the documentary. I'm, I've heard of it. I've never. Well, you've it, seen the uh, one of the guys. His name, I can't remember his name right now. I'll think of it. But he was uh, he did a cameo on AEW.
0: Interesting.
1: It was at the Miro's bachelor party, or when he was thinking of doing the bachelor party. That's uh, funny. Billy Mitchell, the guy with the long black hair and the beard. Huh. Yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: But there's like a scene where they're all at this arcade. So apparently in King Kong, there's there's a a point that you get in the game where the game just shuts off. It's a design flaw. So it's like the game dies whenever you get to this point, no matter what you do. Yeah. And there's like this – one of Billy Mitchell's like disciples is going around the arcade – telling all these people guys the kill screen's coming up if you want to see the kill screen in king kong it's coming up it's coming up which all it does is like you're playing king kong and then the game just shuts off but it's like (laughs) apparently it's a big thing and like nobody cares (laughs) he's just going around (laughs) like guys kill screen's coming up kill screen (laughs) oh it's an amazing documentary it's it's so good
0: man i just look. Real quick aside, the Dodgers are getting a lot a lot of latitude on the strike zone today for some reason.
1: Well, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I should be used to it by now, but whatever. Anyway, Billy Mitchell belongs in wrestling. That's all I'll say.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I was, I, I was hoping he'd do more with AEW when he had that cameo. Yeah, but... So uh Arcade sucks uh Nick and Alex into the game. And our um oh, he uh Alec, or um Arcade says, you know, he's talking to Alex, he's like, "You know, our mothers turned us into what we are. Yeah, me into a monster and you into just this hollow shell." So I'm like, that does describe the actor. <laughs> so I would
0: no, I think yeah. Yeah, I think he kind of hit the nail on the head there.
1: So Alex had the maps that the uh, game designer gave her, and he, she wrote it on her wrist, so clever. Yeah. And they find the first door through the corridor after some playing some Tony Hawk on the skateboard, skateboarding through a pyramid, which actually <laughs> sounds like a pretty fun Tony Hawk level. I would say so. Uh, second level is outside in their weird, it's like a weird construction site, but in the desert or something. I don't know. And Alex sees Greg in this pool, and he's being sucked in, but he's got the key. The Screamer comes in, and Nick's distracted looking at that stupid cube again. (laughs) And the Screamer just hits him, and then Nick disappears. And then Alex jumps into the pool with Greg, with the key. So we assume that uh, she made it to the next level. Programmer shows up as Nick is back in the real world. And he says that uh, she has to play the game through to get to the end. And the next level, she sees Lori and Greg and their fairy men. And much like in the labyrinth, one of them lies and one of them always tells the truth. Except this time, they just straight up told you which one it was.
0: Yeah, that's like, what was the point there? Like, I don't know. It would have made like it would have made what's her, it would made Alex look a lot more clever if she's like you know has to figure out which one's the liar you know
1: yeah and it's like so there's it's like there's two cities and it's like one is the liar city which is like Mm -hmm. a game over and the other is the truth city which is where you want to go and she's like okay liar which and it's like to find out which city is which and it's like you see the cities in the background it's like you got to figure out which one's which which, okay, that would be fine if they were both like, I'm the truth teller. No, I'm the truth teller. One of us lies, and you know, or something like that. And instead she's like, um, liar, would you come in from the east or the west or the left or right or whatever? Yeah. And it's like, just get in the truth teller's boat and be like, take me to the city of truth. <laughs> Seems pretty simple. Yeah. Um, I would say so. But anyway, that could have been a cool level, but instead it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> kind of defeats like, the oh, purpose.
0: There is a problem which I easily solved.
1: Yeah. So, on the on the boat ride over, a, a new player drops into the water, and uh, it's a little kid. She picks him up into the boat, and she got a one up. Yeah. What did you think of this kid when he first debuted?
0: I was like, what the hell is this kid doing here?
1: My thought was, well, that's definitely arcade. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Spoiler. Uh, Fair enough. Uh,
1: The next level is a racing game. They make it to the end and grab um, the the door to the next level. And they're on the penultimate level, which is Find Arcade's Soul. Alex asks, where is Arcade? And the boy turns into Arcade and says, find my soul and die with it. Kind of a cool line. Yeah. Alex then wakes up in her bed. And she goes downstairs, and there's her mom. And she's making breakfast. She had, she's like, oh, I had a terrible dream about her. Friends are all missing. And the most legit creep. And, and she's like, oh, and it's just a terrible dream. And, and I will give credit. This, I thought, was a legit creepy moment in the movie when Alex is like, and then I dreamt that you were dead. And then her mom just looks up and she's like, sweetie, I am dead. And then pulls out a gun and shoots herself in the head. I was like, yeah. whoa, that was creepy. Yeah, for sure. Um, unfortunately, it kind of got ruined because then she's like crying on her mom. And then her mom's like, I know you don't believe. i like, what? what? You're not dead? Like, what? Yeah. Uh, but okay. Okay. And then your mom's like, yeah, I know you don't believe in the afterlife, but I'm going to show you that heaven's real. And then uh, Alex's mom shoots Alex, and she dies. And, you know, back at the arcade, Nick and the programmer are like, oh, no, but she got a free life. And Arcade's very mad over this. And it's like, well, dumbass, you're the one that it's, gave her the free was, life when, he rescued, Ar- when she rescued Ar- you.
0: Yeah, Arcade gave her the free life, like...
1: Yeah, And then uh, she takes his soul, which is like some weird like ball with a bunch of wires hanging out of it, and then just throws, throws it at him and shatters Arcade and says all the trap player souls are freed. So they all go to leave Dante's Inferno. And as they do, Alex says, well, all the freed souls have left the game. I wonder if Arcade did too. And they're like, No, you won the game, that's not how it works. I will say the <laughs> alternate ending is that is how it works. It's just like they do something, it's like everybody's happy, and it's like Arcade's soul was laid to rest. I'm like, Okay. But not the not the final cut. That's not what happened. So Greg drops Alex off at her house. She has a flashback of her on the front porch of just like all of her moments with Arcade and um she remembers a time in the game where she's asking Arcade, you know, where are you? And then cuts back to reality, and she turns around, and there's a the little boy, and he says, right here. Right, bitch. <laughs> yeah, in the Arcade voice. And then yeah. we cut to the Arcade head, and yeah. I feel like whoever,
0: whoever um, wrote this watched a lot of the Elm Street movies quite often. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Freddie Krueger, especially in the sequels, love to say bitch, man.
1: Yeah, I I could I could see that. But uh, look, I mean, wanted to go a little bit different with our movie selection. Thought it's it's always good to throw in like a B movie horror movie, a little sci fi thrown in there. It's not super. Sc- I yep. mean, it's not scary at all. The uh, no. the scene with the mom, legit kind of creepy. I mean. Just, yeah. But um yeah, it's not scary whatsoever. I would if I was ten I would have watched the whole thing and not had been completely fine. But um but yeah, what do we uh what do we grade uh old arcade?
0: Well, this had some charm to it, so as bad and schlocky as it was, I'm gonna give it a four out of ten.
1: Oh, that's hurtful. Well, I'm um, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean it's it's eighty five minutes. It's got some good '90s nostalgia. The song that um, I guess this took place in California, but the song when she's driving from the arcade through and plays the song I opened the show with. That song is legit good. Uh, I wish it was longer than three minutes on YouTube, but um, oh yeah. hey,
0: I got an outro suggestion this week
1: or this for this episode.
0: What is that? Pinball Wizard.
1: I would if I hadn't already used it.
0: When did we use it?
1: I used it on, um, whatever movie we reviewed. Oh, uh, Hush. Because she was, uh, mute.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, this tells you that I didn't listen to the Hush episode.
1: That's okay. I don't <laughs> listen to, I mean, I edit them, so I listen to them while I edit them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. otherwise, yes, that's a good idea. Um, but yeah, I've already used it. Unfortunately, I'll think of something. There's probably a lot of arcade. Uh, I mean, there's a band called Arcade Fire. I'm sure they have a song. Maybe I can think of. Yeah. Probably not though. That would be weird. Uh, yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah, I'll give it. Look for what it is. If you want a um a um like a cheesy B level movie. Um, maybe even something goofy to put on at a Halloween party or something. Uh, this could be fun, you know, maybe get some friends, you know, drinks and get drunk and watch arcade. I don't know. Uh, but for what it is, I'll give it a six. Just, it's, it's, it's fun. It's short and harmless. Like I said, 85 minutes. That's with the credits. Uh, music's good. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's yeah it's just it's fun it's just it's a quick watch too it, it it honestly feels like an hour it didn't feel like the whole 85 minutes so
0: yeah you're right you're right i mean the only thing that kind of made it drag on a little bit was the ads but that's it
1: yeah that's true um but that's a 2 B problem not uh the movie problem
0: exactly you're right you're right
1: anyway um, what is next week because you got the pick
0: Actually, next week, we're doing you again for the third and final time. We are reviewing oh. Overfield.
1: Yes, get a little monster movie action yeah. in there. That's on uh, what HBO, I believe. I believe so,
0: yeah. But hey, two weeks from now, we had talked about it. Scream's not on HBO anymore. But much like we did with Child's Play, our, I already own a digital copy of Scream. So you and I will get to review that in two oh. weeks
1: two weeks okay yeah are you mailing it to me or something or (laughs) what
0: it's a digital copy so oh digital
1: okay i'm thinking you meant um like when you download a movie Um, it's gonna
0: be through my oh uh, flash drive
1: no i was thinking like like when you buy a movie on prime you can't really i guess you could share it but uh i wouldn't give my prime account to anyone
0: well, you may or may not have access to my Apple TV account and thus be able to watch um,
1: Scream. All well, right. We'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Are we Are we? yes or no? Are we doing Halloween? Because I know that was kind of up in the air.
0: No, we're not going to do Halloween. I don't own it. So,
1: no. Well, the new one's on the cock. I
0: did watch it on the cock. Did you watch it on the cock?
1: Uh, Tuesday I'm going to watch it on the cock.
0: You're good you're going to watch it on the cock. I got gotcha. you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, hopping well, the thing
0: is like my living room. I couldn't watch it down there, unfortunately. So I had to watch it in my bedroom and I had a friend over to watch it in my bedroom. And, um, mm, because for some, the covers? because for some reason my cock goes limp downstairs. It's weird. Uh,
1: but, yeah. um, yeah, well, you, you I got to uh, have the home field when you're watching the cock.
0: Fair enough, man. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, real quick spoiler free because i know you're watching it in two days um i didn't hate it but it wasn't that great per se i was i was entertained at parts and there was a not so subtle social commentary in there but uh and you should be able to spot it pretty easily but all in all you know not a waste of an hour I Can't 40
1: imagine months. how that would have social commentary i mean yeah it's in there it's in there, and it's pretty
0: evident. But well, um, I,
1: now, now I have to know what's it pertaining to.
0: I will tell you off the air.
1: All right. But um,
0: yeah. Oh, I am glad I did not go to watch it in the theater. I will tell you that it, it did not did not warrant a trip out of town. I will tell you that for sure.
1: It just wasn't worthy worthy of that.
0: No, it was not because. You know, it's one of those things, if I go to the theater, I'm often tempted to buy, you know, snacks and popcorn and that sort of thing. It's like, I'll just eat something around the house instead. It's much cheaper. You save gas and everything as well. True, true. So, yeah, um, Halloween Kills, I guess, you know, go see it if you have, like, a subscription to The Cock or to AMCA List, Regal Unlimited, or whatever, otherwise don't pay like 8 dollars or above to go see it one time in the theater.
1: All right, that's a fair and honest review. Mhm.
0: Well, folks, that is it and we're going to get out of here and to quote Arcade Kiss Reality Goodbye forever. <laughs>